Hotfix. Birds. Hitchcock. Smallville. And that, my friends, is a string section with kazoos <laughs> on the bench. One, two, three, four. Sitting on the bench. Writing's really hard. We need another snack. And that is just a fact. Oh. oh. Hi, this is Shauna. And this is Trisha. And this is Two Girls on a Bench. Podcast. We write on the bench. We snack on the bench. And most of all, we procrastinate procrastinate on the bench. Look, we did it all right and normal. (laughs) I feel so, like, you know, put together right now. I know. You sound way more put together than you really are. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. You're hilarious. That's why we do a podcast so nobody can see us. So Trisha gave me some um, devil ears, and then she said, now I look like who I really am, or I don't know what you <laughs> Yes, that's basically what I I'm said. I'm putting a picture up of me wearing the devil good. ears, because she really seemed to think that was a good look it for me. It seemed like your true self coming out. Mm. It's October. It's, it's all the horror. What? Yes. So... Today, for all the horror, a special episode, we have Nick from Mr. Nikolai's Kitchen. He's the best. Formerly of Epic Film Guys and, of course, the master of live stream for The Cure. Yes, our good friend. He is great, and we have done a movie review with him in the past of The Exorcist, and this time we are doing the movie Psycho. Psycho. It's just horrible, no matter. It sounds so bad. It like, doesn't sound like anything. It just sounds I know. like <laughs> we're just a weird noise. sound problem that we're having on the side. <laughs> we're just making noise. It's not even as pleasant as making noise. It's just like, ah, stop it. <laughs> Please make it go away. Stop no, I like hurt that. my own ears when I did it like at a certain pitch. I was like, ah, that's very jarring. Anyway, so yeah, we have a really good episode for you um, talking about Psycho, which is a classic. And if you're looking for more October-themed horror content, all the horror is on now, which means just follow the Twitter handle at allthehorror18, and there are a billion podcasters and writers and musicians and artists all it. Yeah, it's it's the third year now and it's it's an it's incredible group. So shout out for all the horror. Um we love them and uh this has become something that's like And we are of them. We are, we are of one them. of them or We're... two of them maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna use the word gamut more often now. Apparently. Run, run the gamut. Run the gamut, oh, people. You know what I, we should say no. is I, I just realized something. Okay. We're we're a week behind where I thought we'd be. <laughs> That's normal. Um, <laughs> Which is not bad, considering <laughs> we're like three months behind I, before that. I mean, y- beggars can't be cheesers. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't fit in that moment. And I had to finish it once I started it. Um, well, first of all, if you purchase all the horror merch, the proceeds go to Scares That Care. I think I called it something else once on one of our podcasts. I was wrong. At Scares um, That Care. Yes. And 
then the right club that was due on the 16th, you get another couple days. So, um, Ooh, everybody, why don't you have it to us? Those of you who submitted, thank you so much. You were awesome and you hit deadlines yes. and you have a bright future ahead of you. For that, you will receive the prize of not being a procrastinator like us. Um, yeah, we gotta have like a we need like a, a non-procrastinator you know. prize. Yeah, like I don't know what it is, but let's think about it. Because okay, some people do good. That's right. They're not on, us on time, but other people. You are should doing, be rewarded for. You will be committing and making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, like you, and you run the human, <laughs> and you run the gamut. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna try and like. Ooh, it's I know. Be like the word of the day, like Pee Wee Herman. And be it's like. Sh- ah, it should be like a, a button or a sticker that says like functioning human or something like that. Because <laughs> they're like functioning. No, I don't know. That sounds a That's, little off. It's just not really I can see by your face, body language <laughs> and your voice. And the fact that I said no. All, all of no, that. Yeah. Not at all. This is how it's we work together. Actually not at all. That's why I get the devil ears, everybody. <laughs> so get us your writing uh, submissions by the 23rd if you still want a chance to submit and I'll, I'll be sure and put that out on Twitter and the whatnot but and the, the, whatnot. the right club is to start your story with a sentence that's genuinely happy and upbeat no double meanings and then end it with the same sentence but this time it's chilling dark and horrifying um, you can take longer than three minutes but keep it to 250 words or under or less or less so that we can read it um on our podcast and, yeah. it, and it's you're gonna be Here, part of it you'll be famous you'll be so famous <laughs> with two girls on a bench and then um you probably you'll hear a promo by lisi uh during the show but we are having a live stream for the epilepsy foundation for the virtual walk um on the november on the november 7th which is <laughs> the wrong way to say it november 7th from 10 a.m to 10 p.m we have a bunch of great folks joining us we've got Yay. oh my gosh we have uh we have Web, mel brooks mel brooks from brook reading pod which her name is not mel brooks it's melissa and oh, then yeah. oh yeah people were like <laughs> mel brooks i know you guys have really really come up in the world we well have... we think that the brook reading is even more exciting than yes, mel brooks absolutely. she is our mel brooks <laughs> and then we have uh sean faust from what does it matter we've got nick from Mr. Nikolai's Kitchen. And then we've got uh, Josh Hallmark from True Crime Bullshit. We've got Dr. Scott and Dr. Shiloh from <gasps> LA Not So Confidential. Um, we've got Christine Blackburn from Yay. Story Smash, Story Worthy. I mean, and more, folks. Like, it's there's really is an and more now. We have Tof. Oh, yeah, Tof from um, This Week Today. I was going to say this week tomorrow, last week today. This week today, yes. This week today? Yes. Is Formerly right? Gravity Beard, this week yesterday, <laughs> this week on another day. Oh, Tof, we're sorry. <laughs> we know it's some combination of those words, but <laughs> yeah. So we have a lot of cool people oh coming on, and we'll be there, of course, and Elise what? will be there, slash Lisey. Yeah, um, it's this week today, okay? Oh, this week today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I... Okay. I it's with it the Lord Saunders and Toaf, if you listen. Um, there you go. Uh, famously known uh, previously as the Gravity Beard, uh, part of the Podfix Network, which we're a part of, too, and we hope to have more Podfixers joining us as well. Yay! 
Yeah, so Elise will be there for a little bit. Um, we may or may not have someone from the Epilepsy Foundation to hang out with us for a little bit. Uh, just a, I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be a fun day, so Super please fun. come join us and check it out and have fun with us. What else? Other, um, other news. In other news, I think we can move on to our uh, to our episode with Nick now and Psycho. It's time. All right, you guys, get ready. Psycho. Bye. It's not over. Don't say bye yet. My bad. Hi, it's Lacey here, and I'm here to tell you all about The Bench Gives Back, a fundraiser to help find a cure for epilepsy. You may not know why that's important to me, so let me tell you. I actually have epilepsy, a type called absence seizures, and I really wish there was a cure. To do that, we need moolah. So a bunch of broadcasts, including my mom's, will be live streaming to raise money to find a cure. And I'll be there too. So hold on to your hats and join us on November 7th to, to help us end epilepsy. here today with our good buddy Nick uh, to talk about the classic film Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi to the folks, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) We should have. Can you guys just do that sound effect the entire time we're recording? (laughs) Absolutely. Hi, ladies. It's wonderful to be back. How are you? Good. We're, we're good. We're, you know, just getting through life. Like <laughs> One day else. at a time. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're not, you know, murdered. <laughs> at least Yet. you can take a shower without getting killed. I'm just kidding. Oh, we make so many bad jokes right now. Um, so we're really excited to talk about Psycho today. Um, you know, apparently Nick has never seen this movie before. Psycho Virgin. yes my psycho cherry was burst all over the shower walls yeah this will be fun so just like coming off of seeing it for the first time what do you think so i mean this is a movie that's permeated pop culture for decades i mean it's what 60 years old now so mm-hmm. yep. I was completely aware of all of the twists in this film. Like, so I didn't go into it like shocked that Janet Lee oh, gets killed really. or <laughs> shocked that, you know, Norman Bates is also his mother at the end of the movie. <clears throat> you know, so Spoiler I didn't... alert. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, geez. Just oh. kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. 60 years later, everybody. Listen, I, I am the only one left that hadn't seen the film. Everybody else has seen the film. So I was the last one. So there's no need for the spoiler warnings anymore. 
<laughs> but like, I mean, from modern eyes, like, I mean, I can see, I can see the things that modern slashers and like modern film takes from this and i can see where the respect for it comes from but like as a modern viewer viewing this like for the first time there's a lot of parts of this movie that really don't hold up that are not good like just not like the viewable (laughs) at all like just just terrible so i have i have mixed feelings so i've seen this before but not in a long time so i rewatched it and there are some things, so I listened to a podcast that Shauna recommended about the making of it, and then so good. Uh, it's let me give from the name of it. Wondery, like making Psycho or into Psycho, something like that. But not I'll to get you the name Inside Psycho, and it's from Wondery, and it's so good. It's just six episodes, like half hour each, and he interviews like the documentarian. Um, he interviews. It sounds like he he's like read books on it and interviews people who are anyone who's still alive. This is kind of an older podcast because it was right around its 53rd year, I think, when he did it. Oh, really? I didn't even know. I mean, not that yeah. it matters because it's all historical. It's still info. good, though. Um, But what was really interesting is that they they made this movie like Hitchcock made this movie to be his like cheap slasher film. And they had no idea that it was going to like break all of the boundaries it 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 did like they they did not know how successful it would be and and this is back when there were things you just didn't see in movies like toilets true which don't sound like or women in bras on a bed with a man yeah that was controversial he got hit with so many censor things it's it's kind of hysterical the story but he i guess he kept sending it back and forth to the censors because they were like take the nudity out take or or change that scene or like the shower scene there is there is a lot of like body parts showing which i think i didn't realize until i heard that and then i watched it and i was like oh i mean compared to now no but back then it was like we see nudity here and then he kept sending them back like the same cut and he'd be like yeah i changed it but he did it and then like two censors would see it and two wouldn't and he just kept doing that with them he never changed a single thing i think Until it went back finally, and forth yeah. like three times he's like yes i took the nudity out and they were like okay i guess he took the nudity yeah. out like it's fascinating but, um, to read stuff about that kind of because i studied the hayes code and i studied like hollywood censorship especially back in like the early days of film like oh, when cool. the Hayes Code was still a thing, and like I mean, it's it's baffling the things that censors would keep out of films, and the, and the things that censors would would try to, you know, want toned down in films. And and yeah, you're right. Like it's it's amazing. Like you talk about they he sent the same cut back to the censors over and over be like oh yeah no i totally removed it but he didn't and then the ones that were like oh i totally saw some titty last time and then they'd be like oh i didn't see it at all (laughs) this time good edit good job yeah yeah like it's just like (laughs) like it it kind of shows how senseless and silly like film censorship is period to begin with but that's a whole other discussion probably Mm. i think No, but like I watch my kids, like my 10 year old watch shows now and there's words and things that were never, ever like, I don't know, ass or butt or, you know, it's just like things that were never said on like Nickelodeon, you know what I mean? Like where now it's just normal. Um, So it's fine. (laughs) Well, (laughs) my kids are teenagers. We're like, we don't care. My daughter and son actually watched this with us. My son only made it through the shower because I was like, you have to see the shower scene because it's like critical to your existence that you like know what this is. 
you know, and so I made him watch it. And then he was like, okay, I'm leaving. And my daughter watched the whole thing. She likes to watch old movies, which is cool because she like is like, you know, I don't know. She just like respects it, which I think is what really cool. What did she think of it at the end? Did she say? She liked it. She thought it was good. She said it reminded her. We we went through this period where we were watching Twilight Zone all the time. Yeah. So she said it yep. kind of reminded her of the Twilight Zone, which I think is a really good comparison, actually. Um, but yeah, but that opening scene with the um, the main chick, what's her name? Marion. And the the guy that's like her her boyfriend, they had to reshoot that too because that was too sexy because they never showed people like on a bed together. You know what I mean? Like hanging Ooh. out in a bed, like being all like risky or whatever. But that was really I don't know. It was just it was cool that that whole scene is shot really interesting too. It's like through her, they shoot like her back a lot. I don't know. It's like kind of like an interesting. It feels very like real you mm-hmm. know what i mean because everything else is so staged especially in that time period but like that seems so real to me because it's like i don't know i like it i, for- <laughs> I forgot how long she's in the car with all the voices around her like that seemed like it took a while like it was a long scene i did feel like that was like my life though like when i'm driving i do think a lot your of mind like races that. yeah but <laughs> i mean it was a lot of uh exposition just with her and that fake car yeah <laughs> the fake car thing yeah because we're like what's going on with the car yeah that is like funny to watch it's not something like it, it seems like that don't work in a modern context like for a modern film audience like they just don't have the same impact as they would have back in 1960 like i watched it yeah. and i was legitimately just like wh- i had no idea what the fuck was even happening i was like wait a minute <laughs> Is she like, are these, is this stuff actually happening? Are these conversations that are happening between people? Is she just imagining these things are happening? But it's not like, <laughs> it's it's nothing that's really like clear to me. You know, yeah. I mean, I think honestly, like if I'm to interpret it, I would think it, it's her conscience kind of nagging at her a little bit and, you know, starting to kind of sow the seeds of where she will eventually be like, okay, I'm taking the money back. I'm not doing this, you know, where, you know, the point she gets to later right. after she has the conversation with Norman, but I just like it seems like that they just don't play well in a modern context. That scene is just because it's just like literally just a dead straight shot of her the whole time, like boom, and it's a whole bunch of voices. It's like, oh my god, how much longer is this movie? It's like, oh shit, it just started. Yeah, you're like, oh god. (laughs) So I have to tell you that the entire scene where she like when she goes to work. Um, before that, before she skips town, and she, and that guy is like so like me flirting. too lecherous. Yeah. No, he's not even flirting. He's just like he keeps like leaning into her, and then he's the things that he says are so weird. Where he's like, you know how I get rid of unhappiness? I put money there, or like whatever. He just says a bunch of weird shit to her, and you're like, <laughs> and she's you could tell she's like, why are you saying this to me? Like go away. And you kind of do want her to take his money. Like, I wanted to take his money at that point. Yeah, he was gross. (laughs) He is super, super skeevy. Like, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) That whole thing was funny. I thought the thing that impressed me the most after listening to all the, like, you know, behind the scenes. Like, I knew, like, okay, they use chocolate syrup and not. You know, like blah, everybody knows reason, that. Everybody knows that. Yeah. My husband walks through the room while I was watching it. And he's like, you know, that's chocolate syrup. My I'm husband like, I said know. the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, everybody knows that. I haven't been syrup. under Although a Although my rock. kids didn't know. Right. So I guess that was exciting. But it was a little bit like, okay, dude, that's the one thing you can say. Okay. Moving <laughs> on. But uh, I didn't know, like, 
Oh, what a popular uh, act, like Broadway actor. Um, oh my god, I just Tony Perkins. Name. Tony Perkins was yeah. And, I love him. And I think. Was, I mean, he really makes. He was such movie. a little heartthrob like back in the day, and and this is actually based on a real serial killer. Like the book is based on a real serial killer that's more almost like a Buffalo Bill type serial killer with the skin wearing the skin of his mother and stuff like that, which Gross. I didn't know that. So that makes it all the more the, intriguing. The, the original, yeah, the person it's based on was actually like did much more. Worse. I mean, did yeah. like much more horrible in terms of like saving people's body parts and like sort of putting them all around his house and like Ugh, so nasty. not as at least, you know, Norman had taxidermy. At least it was, you know, <laughs> Well, then as, as a writer too, it's like the the book that when they bought the option for Psycho, the book, he got like nothing. Like he got, you know, like a couple thousand dollars, which would be the equivalent of giving getting giving someone like $60,000 for the option for their book to make it into a movie by Hitchcock. And yeah. he had no other rights to the film, the subsequent sequels or anything. So he made nothing on it. By the yeah. time he was done with his agent's cut, he made like $5,000. And so that was annoying. And then, <laughs> but then the, um, the screenplay writer actually worked as a showrunner and writer for outer limits and had worked with Hitchcock previously. So when he rewrote this, it was like already kind of in, in his mind, I think yeah. like how this was going to come out. But, um, yeah, I just thought all of that was interesting and in, in that Tony Perkins wasn't the first choice for this kind of a character because it wasn't the kind of character he played. And you know what I mean? How how they typecast you, right? Like, Well, and yeah. he had been working, Hitchcock had been working with like, you know, Cary Grant and stuff like yeah. that. So it was like, who's this guy? And he's like known for Broadway, I guess, at that point. And so, I mean, you can tell he's such a good actor, though. I Basically, mean, I feel like you yeah. can tell. Like, yeah. he's he's definitely like... A step above, you know, like the guy that plays the boyfriend. He's just like, hi. <laughs> like, I don't know. There was one weird scene with him where I was like, wow, he's really like interrogating. I was like at the end and I was like, this is like a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. When they're. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Tony Perkins brought his own ideas to the to the set with Hitchcock and he wanted to make. And I don't know in the timeline, maybe you know this, Nick, when the birds happened for Hitchcock. Is that before this or after this? I would think before the, this. I'm pretty sure before this. I think, it, I think it was. And so the but all the bird stuff in this seemed like a little bit of a throwback to his own bird obsession. Um, maybe an homage or something like that or like a little nod. Yeah. Maybe because. No, the birds comes later. It comes it's 1963. After. But anyways, so. Uh, Tony Perkins wanted to eat candy and they chose it to be candy corn and he has this little paper sack of it which looks like a sack you would get if you I'm gonna say sack a whole bunch of times right now <laughs> like if you were feeding the birds and you got like a paper sack of bird seed and then he eats yeah. it kind of like a little bird like and that was all very on purpose like as far as his character went anyways I thought that was super interesting I don't know why Okay, just acting better for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the scene with the cop, and he was the like, "The PI or the oh the no, police the, officer, the actual police officer that that's pulls her like over, stalking her." I'm like, "Why is he?" It's like she was, was just weird. a little bit suspicious, but mostly it was like she was sleeping in her car. She got tired, like 
it seemed pretty self-explanatory what was going on. And it was like, so it seemed weird to me that he followed her all the way to town. Yeah. And then like, thank you. Outside, outside. Oh. I was like, this is like police harassment right here. Like what's happening. That's probably the worst scene in the entire movie to me. I <laughs> like this cop is like, I mean, granted she's a little bit like there's a little bit of anxiety to her because she's anxious about getting away and those kinds of things. Like, there's definitely a nervousness to that character that Janet Lee plays really well, I think. But like, was this just how it was in 1960 where cops just like this invested, like they pulled somebody over and it's like, you seem a little nervous. Let me follow you yeah. everywhere you go. Like, and ask questions of every person you interact with. I'm just like, what, the, what is happening? Well, and also, it was it so was, weird. It was weird. Cause then he, it's like, also we're, we were making jokes about it when we were watching it. We we're like, is, does he not have any other things to do? I mean, he's seriously. literally just standing there in front of the car dealership watching her for like 20 yeah, minutes. Seriously. And you're like, why is this happening right now? I don't understand. Anyway, it was weird. <sighs> she got a car for 700 bucks. That's all I got to say. Well, I was she had like, to, that's she had a to turn good in deal. her other car too. Yeah, but still, it's a good deal. She <laughs> the funny thing is, it's like, if you think about it realistically, like, it's kind of annoying, especially viewing it in this context, because that cop follows her like slavishly. Yeah. Like from the moment he pulls her over or doesn't pull her over, but, you know, sees her sleeping on the side of the road and checks on her, but doesn't follow her to the Bates Motel. Yeah. Like <laughs> then he all of a leaves. sudden he gets to the dealership yeah. and she, that cop just disappears from the narrative completely. Uh, never like, comes he's back gone. again. Doesn't solve. You think you think at that point, maybe he's going to solve the whole deal. At one point, he's going to pop up and be like, somehow know that she's he, he's, he's nowhere to be found. Nope. Like, I, I seriously like watching those scenes with the cop. It was like, first of all, this is I, I hate this. <laughs> and then he never comes back after the dealership. He he goes to the dealership and he's uh, it's in her. Is it even in her head that she's hearing questions that the cops asking the dealer? Because, again, it's not really clear. Hard to know. So, yeah, like, that's true. Well, and then he like, just disappears from the film. I'm just like, why? Where did he? Wait, wait, once it, uh, once she races off uh, in a new car after, you know, the dealer clearly made it us all aware of the fact that women don't make up their minds that quickly. Yeah. Um, just some nice sexism. I know. Yeah. But, so once she Way races be, off, women. I, thought, I thought maybe he was going to chase her or follow her. Like, even though I'd seen this it before, I forgot. You're right. It did seem weird that he's, he stuck with it up until the point where he actually should have followed her and he just, didn't. Where she did something way suspicious. Where she switches her plate, like her plates, so she doesn't have Arizona plates anymore. It's like, that's the part that's actually police work, but. <laughs> He's all I gotta go. Uh, I'm busy now, but yeah, I don't know. And like, I don't know. I mean, again, this just might be a 1960 thing, but like, how does she trade in a car with one set of plates to buy a car with another set of plates? No, that doesn't like from a different state. No, doesn't work like, that way. Uh, it may just be a 1960 thing. I don't it was know. Really 1960. Easy. <laughs> Department of Motor Vehicles, like in the Southwest, like people that are into DMV facts from the 1960s, please get at us. But yeah, I'm just like, what? Yeah, that part is like pretty funny. So then she gets the hotel. Oh, also, it's like a treacherous drive. It's like raining that so hard. Rain? It was like stressing me out. I'm all, I can't see either. Where are you going? Also, it had to be 60 years ago because it doesn't rain in California like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't <laughs> rain at all. <laughs> it was like the 10 year storm. I know. <laughs> yeah. But when she gets to the hotel, I mean, I don't know. This is just where I think like the acting is so amazing. And Norman Bates is so 
so weird and sweet and lonely and I don't know he's just like all the the things that he should be you know what I mean being that character like and it's just I just love like the whole interaction and then when he brings her the food and she hears the mom yeah also okay how can she hear the mom yelling that was that far away I wrote that same question down I'm like did he open the window (laughs) in her hotel room so so he could specifically make sure she could hear the screaming from the house like somehow that was odd to me. It it's kind of it has hard. to be one of those things that it's just expected to. Like, I I don't know. You're just kind of expected to accept it as an audience member watching the film that yeah. she of course would be able to hear very clearly this argument between Norman and his mother <laughs> taking place a, in an entirely different building up the hill. Up the hill, yeah. Super loud. So yeah, screaming. Have you <laughs> seen the base? Literally the word house? for word. Uh, Nick, have you gone to Universal Studios out here in California ever? I haven't, no, but I was just, um, when I posted about it on Facebook when I was watching it, Emily from the story behind was saying that yeah. she just actually went and saw it this past February, so. Oh, wow. Uh, which must have been really, really cool. I mean, it's iconic. Like, it'd be something yeah. really, really cool to see, I would you I would can't, think. You can't go in it. You kind of just drive by it, but it is cool to see. Well, because they, and they usually have a guy standing out that's pretending to be Norman Bates that chases the, like, tram. The tram, yeah. Yeah, actually, my daughter remembered that. She oh, was really? like, she goes, that's the one that's a, she's like a weird memory where she just, like, picks out the most, and she's all with the guys like chasing eight you. eight years old when you I know, I was there. like, wow, good memory. Yeah, yeah. no, it, because it, it is kind of, maybe because it's a little bit scary. Because there is a random man chasing you, and that's not typically what happens in (laughs) normal life, I guess. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. If you're okay. But, okay, so my favorite line in the scene where where he brings her, like, he said he was going to make her sandwiches, but then he just brings her, like, sliced bread with, like, butter, Butter? maybe? I I was trying to figure out what she was eating, (laughs) too. There was something with a fork. I'm like, what is that? And then she's, like, spreading all this butter on a piece of bread. I know. But that scene was actually good acting on her part, too. I don't know. For some reason, I just love this scene. Because she's, she's like, just very natural eating. And he's, like, he says to her, you eat like a bird. And it's such a weird thing to say. Like, I just was like, that. that is kind of an odd... It's just the way he called it out. But then the best line is when he says, a boy's best friend is his mother. Because that's when you know there's something really wrong. Well, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was wrong when he said a son is a poor substitute for a lover, too. Like, Oh, did he say that? Oh, I yeah. didn't remember that one. <laughs> Jesus. Like, he was born Gross. into his trap, is what he says. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Mm, gross. <laughs> Ew. Uh, but yeah, you can see him... Okay, so when he picks the room key, and this is before they're eating or he she's eating, he he hesitates about the room key, like he's gonna give her the one that he can spy on her in. Oh yeah, like yeah. He yeah. goes to reach oh, yeah, he's her. Like a peeping tom. Yeah, he's watching her, and I think that's that he already had his mind made up before he even says you eat like a bird that he's going to. I don't. I don't know. Somewhere in his subconscious, that he's gonna kill her. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't even think about that. I never really think about his motives, actually, because like it, it just seems so like random when it actually happens. It's his mother that. Kills oh, well, her. it's his mother. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, these ladies that are single by themselves, <laughs> naughty, whatever she says. I don't remember. I never thought part time. Did you know, Nick, that a different actor does the voice of mother than Tony Perkins? I, I didn't know when I actually looked up some stuff about the movie after I watched it because yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound like, I mean, it would make sense like to try to have him like pantomime a, a voice to be the mother, like so that way it'd be like an Easter egg or something like that. Right. Yeah. 
but yeah, I was I was intrigued to I was intrigued to learn that I really was. Yeah, I didn't. I, guess I, I always didn't assumed it was him. Like every time, every other time, I thought he had to do both. Like, anyways. Okay, one more favorite line from that scene. Sorry, that scene I love so much when they're sitting there. and We he, all go a little mad sometimes. No, when he's like look at, talking about the taxidermy and she goes, she's like, a man should have a hobby. And I was like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> but like, does it need to be that hobby? I don't know. It's just such a Boom. weird thing. Everything they say to each other is so weird in that scene. I love it. But it's just like, it, it, that's why it's so like, I don't know. It's just funny. He's well, a hobby. He's when a hobby. He, yeah. I, I wrote this down from that scene too. And he says about his mother, she goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. And I was, I was like, doesn't that sound a lot like Alice in Wonderland? Like the Mad Hatter? Like, yeah. we're all mad here. You know, like that whole... I mean, oh, maybe no. I didn't get that from it, but you're... Just me. Great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Literary references. I'm here. I'm here to bring the literary. <laughs> all right. How dare you? <laughs> so let's just get to the shower scene, because that's all anybody remembers from this movie. I'm just kidding. Actually, people remember a lot of things from this movie. <laughs> But like, so I have to say, I was so excited. This is the coolest thing I felt like I took away from that podcast I listened to, the Inside Psycho one, is that apparently the way they storyboarded this was like all quick shots. Staccato. Which was like, hadn't really, was also not like a filmmaking like trend at that point. And that the music... This was like fascinating because I guess originally Hitchcock was like, I don't want any sound. Yeah. I just want it to be like crazy and silent. And then they watched that and they're like, that's terrible. We can't do that. That reminded me of, of us. Wanting to be dramatic and be With silent. With no sound. Yeah. Like one time we made a, an yeah. audience sit in the dark for like three minutes and just listen to something. And like <laughs> the, 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 uh, what is the, one of the professors we had was like, you sure you want to make your audience sit in the dark and listen to an entire song? Yeah, and we were like, "Yes, they need to listen. They need to absorb it with no visual." <laughs> like we were like that, and so I get why Hitchcock is like, "It's yeah. so important that there's no distractions." Yeah, I guess he yeah. just wanted people to really focus on it, but then they were like, "No, this is weird." So then the composer came in and he's like, "I just don't want." He didn't want it to be like dramatic music, like you know, like a score. He didn't want that. And he goes, "Well, I'm just going to pick out." So anyway, he comes up and he picks out one instrument. It's just the strings, and that's the whole sound that like we're all you know so familiar with. But that was also like new, revolutionary, amazing. Like I don't know. I just thought that was also interesting because like that whole scene is is so different and then they had a body double i guess because um janet lee at some point was like i can't handle all this nudity or i don't know what she said but she was like i don't want to do that so then that's when they had like a body double to catch like the naked shots hitchcock said we need somebody who's used to just being naked like all the time (laughs) so it was actually someone that was like a playgirl like a playboy bunny I mean, I need that too. So I, I, I'm completely on that level with them. Just somebody naked all the time. <laughs> yeah, somebody that's just them. comfortable being naked just all the time. Take yeah. your shirt off if you feel like it. That's what I always say. <laughs> oh my god, it's just normal. It's just normal. It's just regular day, walking around. Yeah. So that seems cool. I mean, what do you think of it, Nick? Like, I mean, you've probably seen um, it before, but. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like I'm, I mean, I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons. So, of course, I've seen, you know, the one episode where Homer is like painting in the bathroom or something like that or in the garage and he gets knocked out and the 
bucket of paint spills and goes down the drain next to him with the Herman score <laughs> playing and all that kind of thing. Like it's something that's been parodied and done to death in pop culture. So of course I'm yeah. extremely familiar with it. I mean, if, is it the best part of this movie? Yes. I, th- I think it 100% is. I think it's 100% evident why this became such an iconic scene for audiences in 1960. Is it better than a lot of things I've seen modern that have built upon this and have taken this and, 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 and learned from it and grown from it and done so much more since this? No, like it doesn't play as well to again to a modern sensibility, which I guess is what I bring to it, like I said. But I mean I when I watch it, it's like it's one of those scenes, and like there are other parts of this movie, there are a lot of parts of this movie, in fact, that don't at all. That I just I, literally there are so many parts of this movie that I was baffled by, but like this it's iconic and it's good to watch, it's interesting to watch. Probably goes on a little bit too long, if I'm honest. It is kind of yeah. long. I didn't realize I how it. long it was. Uh, and, we, and I feel like our attention spans watching an old movie now are so short where it's like, mm-hmm. wow, this is a really long scene or like the thing where she's driving or whatever. But I like, think this is an audience I thing. Mean, I think this is if you try to transport yourself back to like in a theater watching this in 1960, which Hitchcock famously, you know, told theater owners never let anybody in after the movie starts because they're going to ruin the whole thing the whole experience for them which i get all that stuff and like i guess in 1960 like this kind of thing and especially when you see a janet lee build in the film you know you're expecting janet lee's going to be the big star of the film she's going to carry through the entire film etc etc and she ends up getting you know killed you know, for for an audience, it's probably first, like, like half hour, everybody's so yeah. shocked, probably in the in the audience, that they don't even realize the length of the scene because of that. Like, I think just from a modern sensibility of having seen so much stuff that's come after this that has mm-hmm. taken inspiration from this and built upon it. Yeah, for a modern audience, this scene plays out way, way, way too long. Like, it's just like she's getting stabbed legit forever. And then she's still alive (laughs) when he's done. Like she gets stabbed. She has to get stabbed like what, like 40 times. And she's still alive when it's over. Like, I mean, kudos, kudos to Marion Crane. But I mean, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, after a tough broad, she's a tough bird. Uh, 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 Sorry. Well, no, after like (laughs) thinking about it and reading about it and then finally watching it again, I did feel like it, it was not, as good as I remembered it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, I I think I didn't really remember it, to be but honest with you. All you remember scene. is the shower. I also didn't remember that they showed the mother slash Norman, like that they showed her face her hair. or the hair, like yeah. the silhouette, I guess is really what it is. Cause you don't know it's Norman, but like, I didn't remember that. You don't know if it it's Norman like if you watch this in 1960. Like watching this from a modern sensibility, like you see that silhouette and you're like, that's definitely a dude wearing a wig. <laughs> like 100%. <laughs> like yeah, there's no chance. Is. Like yeah. you see it, you're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. So then, then what happens after that? Oh, he cleans up the body and well, yeah, he, puts he, it in the lake. He does that all pretty, like, that's his pretty. St- seems like a pretty standard mo for norman to just like have that swamp conveniently behind his hotel where he can it just, just sucks disappear when he puts some money in there though you're like damn it i like i keep i kept hoping that he would like Unfold grab that the newspaper and the money would fall out 
but, but it's not about the money for him. And no, but I still wanted him to. I wanted someone to get the money. <laughs> Nobody got the money. I'm like forty thousand dollars is a lot even now. I wouldn't Shauna mind finding that in a newspaper. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shauna just something. wants the money. No, like just give give Shauna the money. <laughs> That's all we need to make happen here. <laughs> I'm gonna give her all the money after this. I'm all. I have to go. No, it just it was. I don't know that whole thing where he throws the car in there and everything. Yeah, you're like that's very convenient. I like, there's a big swamp out. Beside but I started house. cracking up when he was watching the car go down and it stopped at one point like just with the top that's funny out. that scene is funny laughing. that scene is funny because he has this weird yeah. expression and perkins i mean to perkins credit he plays that scene really really well like the the reaction to finding the body and his kind of exasperation at the whole yeah. affair and then yeah. deciding to cover it up cleaning everything up dragging her body out doing the whole car thing and then yeah that scene is funny when the car kind of sinks halfway and then he gives it like this curious yeah. like cocks his head to the side a little bit like what the wait huh and then it starts like sinking bird. again like all that stuff is really really well i think that's a real credit to perkins being able to hold the screen just by yeah. himself like when i mean really ostensibly not much is happening but he's able yeah. to kind of it's it's one of the scenes i think that plays there's a tension to it because it's like there's the shock of like the murder and everything there's a tension that kind of carries through from the shower scene from the murder into this where you're like oh my god what happened like is this you know like whatever's going on and like oh my god he had this big argument with his mother and he's got to clean this whole thing up now and and, and all these different things and I, I think perkins does a really good job of selling it i think he does a, I, he does a yeah, really yeah, really good job in the scene that when and when he's interviewed by the pi and he gets gradually more like stuttery and nervous yeah, yeah. shaky he's like so confident at first and like he's just and, and the whole time you're watching, you're thinking, don't don't talk about the sign in book or whatever. Like she signed it, dummy. Don't say no one's ever been also, here. And she was, by the way, like the worst liar of all time. Oh, yeah. She's all she writes like Marion Crane in the book. Or wait, she, no, write she writes Marion Samuels. And then he's like, what's your name? And she's like, Susan Crane. Or she just because like, changes she decided her that at that point she decided she was going to return the money, I think. So she was like, from now on, I'm just going to come. She's a me. really piss no, poor she criminal. She him the wrong name. I know. But then when she has a sandwich, I think that by the time she's done, she says, I'm going to go back to Arizona and get myself out of this trap. Right. But she wrote her real name in the book and then she gave him a fake name. She, no, she wrote not. a fake name. Well, in the her book. real name was Crane. Oh, I thought her real name was Marion Samuels. No, her real name was Crane. Just kidding. <laughs> she wrote a fake name in the book. Either way. Shauna just stupid. still wants the money. Like, just give her the money. <laughs> I'm just, Nothing I'm else is important. That, but that the money. L.A. Times with the money, you know, wrapped She's in it. Stupid. So she's stupid. I'm moving on. Also, I don't like her sister either. But anyway, well, I, I'm not a big I fan. Like, with so so after there's the whole sequence with the P.I., I actively hated the P.I. As soon as he yeah. shows up in the film, I mean, he's just this kind of smarmy. I mean, he's he's got a smarmy yeah. attitude yeah. toward him, which I guess is a credit to the P.I. But then, like, he goes to the hotel and like. I don't like I like Perkins's performance in the scene. I'm not a big fan of Martin Balsam's performance in the scene as Arbogast. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of the writing in the scene because it like it's too so quick. Weird. The turn is too quick. Like the 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 tripping up of facts is too quick. Like if I'm making this movie mm. from a modern sensibility, like I draw this entire sequence of events out with the private investigator like being on the ground staying at right. the hotel trying to figure out what's going on like all of a sudden the so turn is tension. way too quick like oh but you said that there was yeah. nobody that came here within the last couple of weeks and you know, whatever like perkins is yeah. able to kind of 
maneuver through it better but i just i i don't think balsam is up to the task honestly and his death scene in this film is horrible it is one of the worst things ever yeah it's totally down, Trisha's, down Trisha's the stairs. A, what the fuck yeah, is well, that? What is he? What is even happening to him? Like he's like, uh, the, 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 like hopping backwards down the stairs as he's getting stabbed. Or I don't. I didn't even understand what the fuck Hitchcock was trying to do. Like moving the camera that way down the stairs. Like it was a weird. Uh, that was a weird scene. And I have to say, the other thing that trips me out about everybody following this part of the movie is that people just feel real comfortable, like walking into Norman Bates' house and just looking around and looking at shit. Yeah. Like nobody. No, well, the sister <laughs> takes just, way too long. The whole time, I'm like, get out of there. Like, why yeah. you got it? You go in the mom's room. No one's in there. Okay, move on. Instead, <laughs> she's like gonna scare herself in the mirror. <laughs> like that was just. <laughs> No, but it, yeah. also just like as like a practicality thing, I'm like, get out of there. But they don't know that. But it's just like the fact that you just walk into a stranger's house and start looking through their shit. Like, yeah. no, you don't do that, especially if they think the mom is like in there. Like, why would you just walk in someone's house and start opening their drawers and looking well, at their one books? Point and where like, he open, she opens a book and I thought, oh, is, is it like a shot of like Norman Bates diary or something? Like, because they no never title. show what's in that They book. don't show what it is, but she spends a long time. They show the spine time. of it. And it doesn't have a title. Yeah. And, and then, then she opens it. Yeah, and I'm right. like, that part's weird. And then in the meantime, her dumb boyfriend's trying to keep Norman busy by like, <laughs> like, like abusing him. That scene for is just that is the worst scene in the movie. I hated the this dialogue scene. is so between bad. Sam. And he's not a good yeah, actor. Yeah, oh, between Sam and that yeah. scene yeah. is terrible. Oh, like yeah. it, it was like mm. I'm like pretend to be a salesman or something. I could think of fifty other reasons to keep someone busy in the hotel versus. <laughs> Making them feel shitty for being some sort of weird loner. Yeah, like, he's like, you're alone, blah, blah. But also it's like weird when they stop there and he's like, yeah, we want a room. And then and it's like, this is like me and my wife and this is for work. So I need a receipt. But then he's like, I don't, I can't believe you're not asking for the money advanced because we weird. don't have any suitcases. And you're like, you're making yourself look suspicious yeah, right now. Like, the what beginning. the fuck? Like, that, that guy is so dumb. He's no. just pr- and you know what they said too in the the inside psycho thing Hitchcock that like hated him. Hitchcock was like this guy is like the worst actor, but they were like just give us like a beefcake. That's what they said or something because they just needed like a handsome man to play that character. But they said they reshot that first scene with him and Janet Lee a bunch a bunch of times because there was like no chemistry between them. Yeah, they were like. This is horrible. That's understandable because he's like like, Hitchcock just said that to him, like on set, like there's no chemistry between you. You like you look like you're not sitting with a naked woman, like or a half naked woman. He's about as magnetic uh, as a goddamn two by four. Like he is legitimately the worst. (laughs) He is utterly the worst. And Hitchcock told Janet Lee that she should uh, use her hands more or something in that scene to get him to have some sort of emotional reaction. And, <sighs> like, if you know what I mean, like, grab his cock. You get that amazing, amazing <laughs> Girl, 1960s film I mean. kiss between the two of them where it's like that really stagey <laughs> just not kiss yeah it's like so really hate, like kind of like a heart god i hate thrust. old like i love old movies like i love old films don't get me wrong but god like some parts about old films like the staginess of of kisses because like they couldn't be they couldn't look like actual kissing normal, normal. Like, oh my god yeah. 
<laughs> I couldn't stop staring at the sister's hair for the whole second part of the movie because it was just like coiffed perfectly and in, in, in this weird way. I don't know why, but I just couldn't yeah, it's stop like very plastered on <laughs> looking sure. at it. Um, they're stupid. It's like send the two of them in to figure this out. You're like, good luck. I'm all ever going to die. <laughs> <sighs> I kind of wanted the boyfriend to die. I did too. Yeah. I really want. I hated him so much. Like when Bates knocks him out think, or whatever. Yeah. Like I was like, please tell me. Like I, w- I was really hoping like he would stab him or something. But like that's another one of those scenes, like kind of similar to the death of the PI, where it's just like, and this is, I mean, again, I try not to to judge films of the time for using techniques of the time to shoot things the best way that they knew how or that they could at the time. Like obviously it was 60 years right. ago. So we've done and learned so much more about film. But, like, the scene of, like, the scuffle between the two of them is just so horrible. Awkward. It's terrible. <laughs> it was it was really awkward. It didn't even look like they were making contact with each it, other oh, when they hit him on the God. head. I, I, w- I was like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> what, you mean when they find him in the fruit cellar? No, when That's they... That's also when, terrible, when though. Norman, also bad. Yeah, that one's terrible, too. But Norman hits him on the head with something and runs out to go see oh, what the sister's doing. Yeah, he hits him with, like, a can or something i don't know but it was weird, weird. Yeah. the whole way that the it was shot it didn't look like they were actually even having a struggle all yeah. of a sudden norman just bent backwards and yeah just left and yeah. he's all oh you hit me there's this weird yeah. swing yeah, of like, like this it. whatever the hell that thing was that he bashed him in the head with like uh, yeah it's so, <laughs> I have to say though, it is so creepy earlier than the scene when when Norman is talking to mother and then like he carries her down the stairs. Cause you I mean, I can imagine, of course, now we know it she's not she's dead, but like originally they did shoot that pretty well. It does look like he's carrying like well, I mean he is carrying a body. It's just right. a dead body. No. But like that part is kind of like you really don't know until the end. I mean it, if you were watching it for the first, because I try and think about that too. It's like, what was it like to see this the first time and be like, really, the reveal was like quite shocking. It was like an know? M Night Shyamalan like twist yeah for at the then end you know because yeah yeah you didn't hear about it and you weren't allowed to walk in late and all that shit. So it was like, I don't know. He swore everybody. Hitchcock swore everybody to secrecy. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're not doing any press. Yep. We're not doing any like they were no like previews with yeah. footage from the film. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like that they like kept it under. Well, and I'll tell you why. I think that must have been surprising. I'll tell you why. Because watching this film from a modern perspective, having known again through pop culture for years and years and years, the big twists of this film, the shower scene has been parodied endlessly. And of course, the whole big turn at the end where Norman is actually his mother dressing up in her clothes, committing right. the murders. Like when you know the twists of this film, watching through through it it's not that exciting it's not it's that good it's tedious there's a lot of boring <laughs> yeah. stretch yeah. it's it's only a hundred minutes too like it's not a super long film but there are parts of this movie mm-hmm. that feel endless endless like the car yeah, like the car like, yeah. like the whole subplot the with the cop in the first the act is terrible the like there's yeah the sheriff <laughs> yeah. and his wife and like oh, meeting him at church that I whole freaking part. love them though i did write a lot of notes i love the scene at I the end with the, with the sheriff and his wife when they leave the church and she's like oh yeah come to dinner like we'll talk about it come over dinner. dinner it'll be yeah. better then it's like what like 
Yeah, let's no. talk about like some like crazy ass shit that happened ten years ago when it was like a murder suicide. It was like a really crazy shit. But also like when they just go to their house, like they just show up at their house in the middle of the night. Yeah. How did they know where they lived? Like, yeah. how did that all happen? <laughs> yeah. Suddenly they're how just did at they the suddenly sheriff's know house. where the sheriff lives? They, they don't live there. They're not from around there. They're from Arizona, right? So yeah. it's like, how do, I don't Smash know where my sheriff cut to the lives. Sheriff's like, house. how would I even do that? And like, they're on a first-name basis Especially with each other. 60s. I know. <laughs> they just show up, and they're like, well, let's call the Bates Hotel, and let's see what's going on. And, like, it was just, yeah. I don't know. I like, whole thing yeah. I like the police work in this movie, like... Nick, I'm just going to call you and be like, Nick, did you do something? You're like, no, didn't do it. I'm like, okay, bye. And like, that's the end of my interrogation. Investigation complete. They're like, the question that's raised too, I was, I was laughing about this too. Cause like the, the sheriff says, cause they're like, well, his mom is there in the house. We yeah. saw her. And you know, of course they just see her silhouette from far away. So that everyone's convinced. And instead of saying like, well, I wonder who that, well, maybe it's somebody else or something. They're like, well, then who's buried in her grave? I know. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And then the wife's like, I pick out her dress. And you're like, what's happening right now? It was so weird. <laughs> that whole scene is so weird. But I love that they stalk them to church. I'm like, yeah. how'd they know they went to church? There's so many well, weird they, like, things sit outside there. their house and like, are there, aren't there more than one church in also, a town? where'd they go that night? Did they go <laughs> stay at the hotel? No. They just sit in their car and wait for the, the sheriff to come out of church. Like oh, so well, they all went to church There's together because we had to have a scene of them all coming out of church together so we could, you know, make all the code sensors like the haze code sensors be like, oh, look, <laughs> they're going to they're church like, we'll together. Church you know what? There's women in bras and naked people, supposedly, and a toilet, but they went to church at Ooh, least. Yeah. But, and the lady invited them over for like Eggs, a roast, yeah. you know, for dinner. <laughs> so <laughs> sweet. You know Let's talk is. about your dead daughter yeah. or your dead sister over over dinner, you know? Yeah, <sighs> yeah sounds good. Yeah, I that whole sheriff roast. thing. I did like love the sheriff's wife, though. I don't know why. I just loved her. Like, she was the best. I like one thing I like about hitchcock's films in general is the way that he uses the lighting mm-hmm. and i thought that oh, beautiful i mean and uh, there's something about watching there's there's certain points where it's just tony perkins and he's standing like with one source of light on his face and he's not even really doing anything it's just some of the stuff is kind of gorgeous to look at you mm-hmm. know what i mean it like is. despite this the film is well problems, shot like, it's very well shot yeah it looks really yep. nice like yeah. it's very clean Okay, I, I didn't remember that the mom's skeleton looked so crazy until that so very ball. last moment because like that looks super cheese decorations. Ball. Yeah, but if you watch Hill House, the haunting of Hill House or the ha- whatever they changed the name to, that's pretty cheesy too. We were talking about um, what's his name, um, Vincent Price. Vincent Price, like. Yeah. I, I used to think all of that was super scary, and now I watch some of it now. I remember seeing stuff when I was like. 10 years old and thinking it was like the scariest thing ever and i watch it now and i'm like this is so cheesy <laughs> but you know it was effective you know <laughs> i just i just found a note in my book where i wrote Nor- norman's mom is a bitch <laughs> <laughs> she's so mean to him all the time like whenever he talks to himself like her she's so horrible i'm like god she's such a bitch. man anyway i'm just i think they do a good job of establishing her psychological like 
damage that she does to him like enough so that it would create like this lasting impression of her that once he kills her like obviously he's going to kind of take up a part of her personality because it was so strong in his life i like that i think that stuff plays out really well yeah. although can we talk about the scene with the psychiatrist at the end where there's like this 10 minute exposition dump oh, of him psychoanalyzing oh norman and like all this stuff like at the audience <laughs> because this is clearly to me i mean and again i don't want to try to judge it too harshly being a film that's 60 years old but this is clearly a thing where audiences in 1960 you had to take a big spoon and slowly shovel it up and stick it into their (laughs) mouth like one spoon at a time like this is me explaining every single bit of this so you really get it you get it well people didn't really know about like you know that kind Obviously, of disassociative like, kind of like right like people didn't really know not, a lot about that, no. like mental health you know yeah. disorders and stuff not like even that. a little bit like the so, whole even transgender or, or yeah they're like yeah, he's the a whole, transvestite he's I know. like no he's not a transvestite he thinks he's his mother like but i mean but that scene we my husband was we were laughing because we're like that guy broke it down and the husband goes and he only met with him once for like 10 no. minutes because like they just got there and he like completely figured everything out about him. I was like, did the mother just like divulge all the details of everything that had ever happened? Like he killed, you know, he killed me and he killed like, but I mean, like, I don't, I just that baffled. He had a lot of details. Let's just put it that way. He cleared everything up from the entire story. You're like, wow. Yeah. It was like wrap it in a bow. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it like was, I said, it's one of those scenes. Yeah. And, and I mean, unfortunately, like I said, just knowing the twists and turns of this film and watching this film, it's one of those things that you just know as a modern audience member. It's like, yeah, this must have like the audience in 1960 must have been like, oh, yeah, OK. No, I get it now. Yeah. Like after like this 10 uh-huh. minute thing. In like, case you didn't get the or that ending. He totally turned into. Although it is kind of like I will say it's cool, though, because that you understand at the end, like he is completely his mother yeah. now. Like that that part, yeah. that, that personality or yep. whatever took over completely. And so you're like. But I mean, and also it is kind of good to know like what the hell happened to like the mom and the her lover or yep. whatever. Cause you're so, like, what was that story? It's kind of like murky until they clear it up yeah. at the end. So a I lot like of times when there's and I only know this from the United States of Terra, thank you very much. But <laughs> when there's multiple uh personalities or dissociative personality, it it happens when you have a trauma in your childhood. And he said his dad died when he was young and then his mom took on this lover. I'm wondering if this is like and, and I don't even know if they meant to hint at this, like some sort of sexual abuse or something like that that caused him to murder both his mom and the lover, mm. you know, because he was being abused. Maybe. And then, and then. This is like some hyper Oedipal shit part. right now. I know. I'm going deep. <laughs> well, there's got to be some of that there, though, right? Like, I'm, my or, best friend and, is his mother. Like, that's yeah, not okay. Yeah. Like, I don't what? know. I don't know. I just, I was, and then I'm watching this, like, knowing more about that sort of disorder than I ever knew before. Or that anyone knew in the 60s. And no which one is knew why it's then. so cool. And I like that they don't turn it into a cross-dressing thing where it's like, yeah. he just likes to wear old women's clothes and looked exactly <laughs> like his mother. It's like, and that's a little bit like not 
you know, out of the usual yeah. for sure, right? Where you're like, this is like not. If a you take situation. that whole thing out of the movie, then I mean, literally, especially audiences of the time, modern audiences would have given it a little bit more analysis, I think. But audiences of the time, especially, yeah. would have just dismissed it as, oh, he's a cross-dressing pervert, you know. Yeah, so it would yeah, have been a completely yeah. kind of different thing. So I think from a 1960 perspective, yes, you need that scene in there. A modern perspective, no, it's terrible. It's so like it just drags out forever. It's like, oh my God. <sighs> we get it, people. Yeah. We get it. And that's why, again, when you <laughs> when you've seen this movie before, and that's why I I think I understand it from that perspective. Now I understand why they were so protective and they were so secretive about this film, and they didn't want people. Yeah coming into theaters late and they didn't want people spoiling anything about this movie. It's like, yeah, because once you know all this, like the twists and the secrets in this movie, this movie doesn't have mm -hmm. a ton left to, a offer. to offer. It really doesn't. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not a bad, like in terms of a slasher and in terms of being like made like in 1960 and whatever, like it's got some really good aspects to it and it's shot really well. But I mean, compared to other slashers that would come later and like the things that this inspired in horror yeah. in the decades to come, this doesn't even hold a candle to any of that stuff. Yeah. You right. know, but I mean, I think that at least from the, it was a starting point. The perspective yeah. is that they broke so many boundaries, I guess, for other people to build on. Yeah. Right. Because like he wasn't even going to, this movie wasn't going to get made. The studios didn't want to make it. He's like, fine, I'll just use all my shit from Alfred Hitchcock presents. Yep. And we'll just, you know, use that crew and we'll just like figure it out ourselves. And it is kind of like a long Alfred Hitchcock presents move like episode, yeah. <laughs> honestly. I mean, yeah. in, in a lot of ways with, with well, some of the fact, big things that we said that were different, but at one point when he was, and I think I got this from the other podcast we were listening to, but at one point Hitchcock was thinking he could make it an extended Hitchcock Presents story and use the footage because he wasn't sure he had a film. Yeah. Several times he was like getting he really He was really about insecure it. about it, like throughout the whole thing. And I guess he got like nominated for an Oscar but he didn't win. He never won. I guess he no. was nominated like many times. Yeah, he won an honorary, I think, when he was older. Oh. And then he yeah. just was like, thank Thanks. you. Mm -hmm. And he just walked away. He was just like, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> going home. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm glad I watched it, though. It was fun to watch such a classic I've never film. watched the Psycho 2 or Psycho 3, which like come up on your queue when you when they're you rent new, it. They're new though, right? Well, they're like new as in like the first one. The, the first sequel was made in like 1982, so it was like 22 years later. Oh, 80. Yeah, the oh, first wow. sequel was 22 years later, so everything from there is like 82 forward. Bad idea. Did you guys ever watch the, watch the the TV show, the Base Motel thing? Shauna watched Oh, them. I did. Yeah. Did you watch it? Um, my ex-wife watched it and like I hated the kid in it so much, Freddie Highmore. The kid that played Norman. He I was so, like his acting was oh. so terrible I could not even get into it. What? It was terrible. Oh my god. I so actually Shauna feel... just told me how good oh, he was. Oh god, I, I hated feel him. the opposite. <laughs> well, and it because it's weird because we were actually talking about the new psycho. Well, the new, well, I mean, the Vince Vaughn remake. Oh. I watched that because it was like on HBO or yep. something, and it's shot for shot remake with Vince Vaughn and uh, Anne Hage. Anne Hage, and it's <clears throat> it is horrible. <laughs> like you think this is horrible? <laughs> 
watch Vince Vaughn play Norman Bates. That doesn't work at all. Yeah, what she was telling me about because I haven't seen it, and I was like, I can't even imagine Vince Vaughn trying to play that character. And I said, you know, I think the casting of the other guy that played it in the Bates Motel is more along the lines of Tony Perkins in terms of like the awkwardness. That I would agree with, probably. The sort of innocence slash awkwardness. And like, I did watch part of the Bates Motel. It's really dark. I mean, like, which is really saying something, obviously, compared to all the things that are available to watch. But like, I think there's just some really uncomfortable stuff. But it's it's such an interesting show because it, it goes pre-Psycho, the movie. So it's like the backstory of like oh. him and his mom, like when she's still alive and like a young mom, you know, and oh. it's Vera Farmiga and I love her. I love her. Vera Farmiga. And it's just like. It's an interesting, like, bad stuff happens to her. And then he keeps blacking out all the time. Like, he doesn't remember what he's doing. And that's when he starts doing taxidermy. So it's kind of like, just if you've seen the movie and then you watch that, it's kind of fun because it's backstory, right? And that, I mean, I feel like that's Sort of. As long as you don't watch, like, the last season of it. Because the last season of it, they adapt psycho like the actual film they adapt oh, the, oh i didn't see the yeah. last i only but watched, they, it's like, not the same like like they so change that, up a couple of things just to kind of try to keep it like interesting Smallville. for uh, like a tv audience so yeah just don't watch it past like season Smallville. four i believe right it's like the small veil of psycho <laughs> i mean kind of <laughs> right in a way why is that so funny? I don't know. It, just, it makes I mean, sense, right? You're right, but it I just, am right. For some reason, comparing the baseball. Somebody said. I love Smallville so much. One of those cast members. Oh. Is this now a Smallville oh. podcast? Anyway, um, <laughs> it is now. Mm. It's um, just yeah. now. Just happened. Mm. No, okay. Let's talk about some good horror that's out there. Have you watched Ratchet? No, I haven't. I haven't had a chance to catch it yet. Oh my god, it's so it's, freaking It's like good. Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over yeah. the Nest, but it's, it's her backstory. It's Ryan Murphy and it's it's a Smallville for Ratchet. And it is <laughs> Everything's if gonna you, be the Everything's Smallville like the of... Smallville there's a Smallville for Star Wars. It's episode four or five and six. Like okay, anyways. Oh my god, I love so it. if you if you want to watch something that's super tasty as far as visually, and then the acting and script is like superb. Mm-hmm. That I would watch. It's Sarah Paulson, right? (laughs) Sarah Paulson, right? Yeah, love her. Sharon Stone's in it. She looks stunning. I mean, it's just a. It's just. It's it's really delicious. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and it's it's really it's it's like very gore too on top of it. So it's like this this sort of psychological thriller, but with the gore. I, I feel like it's you know what Psycho was maybe in the 60s for us now yeah. you know where you you don't know the whole story you're finding out little tidbits as you go along obviously episodic but oh man ryan murphy man <laughs> i just can't get over that dude i just like that ratchet is the smallville of one over the cuckoo's <laughs> nest like that might be like a t-shirt everybody or a button that needs to happen everybody has a smallville like <laughs> performance a lot of things do these days girls on a bench there's a smallville of a lot of things these days i know there is see this will become a new like part of your language when you can reference something you'd be like that's like the smallville of that and oh my god this is like a cultural thing you're doing i just made a cultural thing this might be trending on the smallville of shauna is like when she was in her 20s you know when she just talks nostalgically about her (laughs) own past it's like uh, i'm I'm like in my smallville right now yes (laughs) 
love well, it. Well, the Smallville of the bench is when we used to make audiences sit in the dark and yeah. listen to music. There you go. <laughs> that was. Now we have a podcast. Back in the Smallville, oh, back in the Smallville days. Thank you so much, Nick. This is so I fun. love you guys. I this love having you guys though. like, well, when I did a show, I don't have a show right now, but you know, like I love having you guys on. We talked exorcist and all those things. I love having you guys come back for live stream for the cure. I loved making that salsa live on the air with you guys. That was so much fun. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with fun. that salsa. Now I eat it all the time. <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy. Like, you know, continued through after the live stream. Love it. Well, very, very excited to have you on our first live stream event of uh, to find a cure for epilepsy on uh, November 7th. So, um, yeah, we'll have to think of something good to cook or I don't know. I can't wait. Got a couple weeks. Bring bring the fun. So what are what are you pushing nowadays, Nick? Are you are you pushing any shows or what's what's your, your well? Story? So doing something on YouTube. I'm trying to get like you guys remember a couple of years ago. I used to do a show called Restaurant, um, where I did restaurant yep. reviews and cooking. While well, I'm dropping the restaurant reviews portion of it, and I'm relaunching it as just Nikolai's Kitchen. Um, so I'm oh, working on getting okay. that off the ground again, and I'm working on getting that moving again because i really really love cooking i'm really very passionate about it i'm just kind of podcasting about movies specifically is just kind of a thing that's just gone for me like i'm just not in it anymore so yeah i'm 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 definitely planning on bringing back the food show sometime hopefully i really hope to have an episode out before november because that's when national lava writing month hits and i'll be writing for a month straight so i don't know we'll see but yeah the cooking show is definitely going to restart very soon. So I want to think of something like when I do the epilepsy event with you guys, I want to think of something special to make on the air with you guys. Oh, fun. Just because that's great. I lo- like, especially like seriously making that salsa during live stream for the cure was one of the most fun things. I loved that so much. So fun. Oh, good. I'm so happy. It'll be a podcast. So um, just follow, go, go on Twitter and um, it's at Nikolai's kitchen, uh, Nikolai's kitchen over on, uh, Twitter right now and yeah whenever like okay. I'm still working on like like I haven't even done like the whole Apple podcast thing like getting the feed set up all that kind of nonsense I haven't done any of that right now right. so I'm just kind of in the I'm, I want to bring it back I'm passionate about bringing it back but it's also like I'm kind of like I've got to get to it yet you know <laughs> oh we get it yeah no, I totally got it but that's awesome we'll get there that's so cool. Well, I I can't wait to listen to that because I love we love cooking too. So that's well, like yeah. awesome. <laughs> being being on a live stream doing the cooking with you made us fulfill our our long long term dream of wanting a cooking show but not having any sort of <laughs> or being or being professional cooks or chefs or anything yeah, at all. Yeah, really any skills. We just like to that. eat the food. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. we like to cook too and we used to cook together back in the Smallville back days. Back in the Smallville days. <laughs> a lot more. But not as much now. We just during our Smallville. See, I love cooking as as passionate as I as I love movies. I absolutely love watching movies. And thank you for having me on to talk about Psycho and everything, because like I've I've always loved watching movies. I mean, I podcasted about movies for over five years, so it's something I love. But like as passionate as I am about film, I'm even more passionate about food. Like I love 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 talking about food so i'm really eager to get the Yay. food show off the ground um whenever that happens uh it'll be again follow go on twitter at nikolai's kitchen just follow me and 
all the information about the cooking show as soon as it's available we'll post it there fabulous well we'll put that in our notes and our show notes and get people hooked up with you yeah and uh get ready to cook on november definitely and i'm so glad you're doing the nano rimo i'm gonna die this will be my third year doing it like well my third i hope this will be my third successful year so the last two years i have successfully completed a novel so uh, pray for me that's amazing yeah that's amazing how come you never do our writing prompt you really need to do a writing prompt from our write club one of these days yeah we have one already set up for you back in the smallville days (laughs) is that the writing prompt that should be the writing prompt back in the smallville days dot 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 (laughs) i love it we're gonna do that for november I'm writing it down. Back in the Smallville days, Allison Mack was not in a sex cult. Actually, she probably was. (laughs) Yeah, right. She probably was still then. Branding people's skin with her initials. Uh, Oh my god. Yeah. She's not obsessed with weird ponytail man. Anyway, okay. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for joining us, and we will be seeing you. Thank you so much, ladies. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. Keep freezing on Nick. So if you're talking, always <laughs> we don't hear any of it. Now, now you're pretending to freeze, which is like really fun. I blame Shauna. You blame me? Yeah. I do. Who too. else would I blame? I do too. <laughs> I have Anyways. my little devil ears on, so I'm ready. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. Birds. Oops. <laughs> forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot my word. Okay. Sorry. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> Start right. again. Do it over.